Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood and I write science fiction and fantasy. I used to be in the Navy, spent 20 years doing submarine operations, among other cool things. Learned to fly planes, learned to scuba dive, had a bunch of kids, saw the world, and I started writing fiction. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my stories with you in the hope that you'll have fun, and also that you'll like my stuff and come back for more and maybe help brother out with buying a book or two. So uh, sit back, relax, I'm going to tell you a story. Hey friends, Michael Kingswood back at you again with story time. It's been a pretty much average week around here at the Kingswood abode. Um, what actually went on? Not a whole lot of unusual stuff. The usual work, family, some fun. Uh, I got to little bit of business, writing-related business done, and that uh, I think I've told you guys about it, or if I hadn't, I should have, but I've got a newsletter that I send out that tell people when new releases are coming out, and uh, you can sign up through my website, a couple other places. Um, and I have this autoresponder list uh, thing that I do with that, and what it is is you sign up, and you get an immediate email saying, hey, welcome to the list, glad you're here, and then over the span of, you know, you know, like a week, week and a half, just various introductory posts and things. Hey, here's how I do business, and here's my one series, and here's my other series, and here's the podcast, and here's all this other stuff. And oh, by the way, if you like my stuff and you want to help me out getting reviews, uh, here's a program you can do with that too, where I give you free books and you leave reviews, and life is awesome. And you know, sp- spread that odor over a couple weeks, and then I leave you alone, unless I've got something new coming out or some promotion or something that really needs pimping from a friend or, or what have you. Because uh, I get it, hate getting my email box full of spam crap, and I know you do too. Uh, out in the writing world, there's a lot of people who wag their fingers on, you need to talk to your mailing list every week or every two weeks or every whatever, and you have to establish a rapport and relationship, and they have to know what you're doing everything is like, no. Uh, I... I don't hold with that. I don't want to bother you. Um, unless there's something worthwhile to bother you about. All right, so... Anyway, I've uh, went through and revamped that whole autoresponder thing to uh, bring it up to date with the uh, latest goings-ons and what work I have out there and also just improve it, make it better. And uh, I use MailChimp for that. And, of course... Uh, what I did was I turned off the autoresponder sequence, stopped all the, uh, paused all the, paused, paused delivery, added all the emails, modified the old emails, got them in the right order, hit start again. And immediately MailChimp says, we just sent out a bunch of emails. It's like, what do you mean you sent out a bunch of emails? Because remember, this is the welcome aboard the list. Yeah, autoresponder series, right? So it's a, uh, people who are already there, I already know. I mean, everybody who's on who's on my list has already received it, right? So they're complete. I don't even spam with them with a whole bunch of other crap from that initial welcome aboard list. But for some reason, Mailchimp Mailchimp still had a bunch of them in the queue, and uh, so I ended up having to turn it off real quick and go through and clear all the send queues, make sure everybody, nobody else is going to get anything. And then I wrote an email to the guy, people who had been. Uh, Sent that saying, hey, mea culpa, didn't mean to send you that, sorry. And, uh, well, so that was, that was that. 
moderate bit of almost drama, not really. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> not much else to say. This coming week's gonna be fun. I get to fly to Philly. Uh, I go to Philly once a month to meet with the, the customers from my day job, and uh, that's always amusing. Uh, but meantime, I'm still here in San Diego, and it's time to talk to you guys. Now, I had planned to uh, read the second part of What Works Between. I know I left you guys hanging on that. Uh, but I'm going to deviate a little bit here because, and I don't normally do this, but maybe I should. I uh, uh, My intent with this is to introduce you to my work, do all kinds of, you know, readings and, you know, pimp stuff and things like that. Uh, and occasionally talk philosophy. Um, but this time I want to talk a TV show or a YouTube show. That I, that I love. Um, yeah, growing up in the 80s, uh, I remember when the Karate Kid came out and Daniel-san and Mr. Miyagi. and That's uh, when the Cobra Kai trailers came out on YouTube Red uh, a couple months ago. I was like, at first I was like, are you kidding me? Then I saw the trailer and I was like, holy smokes, that's awesome. And uh, But I was like, man, YouTube Red. I hate Google. I don't want to give them money. But... I will see him. So the first couple episodes were for free, and then they had me hooked. Boom, boom, boom. So uh, I ended up buying YouTube Red uh, subscription, and I know you can get a one-month trial and then uh, cancel it, but that seems kind of cheeseball. You see, I like this show. I want to make sure they get paid, so I'll at least keep the subscription for a couple of months to make some of their money back. But um, I bet it's going for a second season already, so I'm going to have to bring it back up again this time next year. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, um, I don't haven't done much in the way of movie reviews or TV reviews or book reviews. I'm not going to do book reviews on here uh, just because I write books and that's kind of a... Eh, it might be a little viewed as conflict of interest or, you know, maybe not. I mean, if I have a friend whose stuff I like, I'll pimple me here and say, hey, I like this my friend's stuff. Come check it out. But uh, I'm not going to do any critiques of books or anything because that just seems silly for a guy who's writing his own stuff to do um but yeah i was sorely tempted back in december to uh to rant back when i saw the last jedi in fact if you've been to my uh blog on my website mugwithkingswood.com you uh might have noticed i did an extensive like six thousand word blog post about that movie and how jacked up it was um yeah that's a short story (laughs) And that's uh, a couple chapters in my uh, Space Navy series. That's, yeah, holy smokes. That uh, was a lot of time wasted. But I was also like, man, I should get it on the video and tell everyone how much it sucks. But I uh, ended up not doing that. And there's other people who've done it far better than me. Guys like Mahler or the uh, World Class Bullshitters, uh, the Dishonored Wolf, and a few other places. I've uh, done that all the justice it needs doing. But I wanted to talk about Cobra Kai because it's near and dear to my heart because, A, I've trained in martial arts for a good chunk of my life, off and on, you know. Um, it's weird because if you add up all my years of training in the various martial arts, it's a lot. But I always skipped around between I did Taekwondo and then I went to college and did Tai Chi and then I was on a submarine for a while and uh, wasn't doing anything, really, except for running as I could. And I got got out for shore duty. I did Tai Chi and then Shaolin Kempo Karate and uh, Northern Style Wushu and for a few years. And then I went back to a submarine again and continued in Shaolin Kempo. But then as things got, you know, hot and heavy with uh, the Department Ed tour, 
Uh, I kind of fell away from that. And got back to shore duty again and you know, had a kid and was in the Pentagon. And then we went back to South Carolina where I had the uh, my first Chowling Kempo dojo. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I went back there for a year. But uh, then we got transferred again. Um, then we got transferred to San Diego. And uh, I found Tang Soo Do for a couple of years. But I kind of didn't really like that that much. So I dropped that. And now I'm just at an MMA gym doing uh, boxing and the occasional uh, bit of jiu-jitsu. Uh, they do... a a Thai kickboxing thing there too, but I, I guess I don't care that much about. I like the workout from boxing, and uh, the grappling and uh, jujitsu was actually kind of fun. I didn't know what I was going to think about it, but it was kind of fun. But for whatever reason, I haven't gone to the jujitsu classes in a few months. And I, hmm, now that I think about it, that just seems kind of dumb that I haven't. Anyway, so <laughs> I kept bouncing around through all these styles, so I never got a. Now, I think the high, farthest in belts that I got to was a second grade green belt in Shellen Kempo, which is right below brown, which is right below black. Um, so I guess I'm not officially certified as a proper student yet, because you know, when, you, when you get your black belt, that means you're a serious student. Not that you're an expert or anything. But, um, but I was the same. I've trained with this stuff a lot over the years, and... Oh, and like I said, I'm, I was in grade school when I was nine when the Karate Kid came out, and I thought it was awesome, and uh, really liked the second one too, the third one. I was like, yeah, okay, I guess. Uh, when they came out with the uh, the new one a few years back, um, I was kind of psyched about it, but at the same time, I was like, wait, but it's not karate; it's Chinese. It's Kung Fu, that's different, and that's me being the the uh, engineer, anal retentive, nuclear trained submarine guy being like, oh, no, that's not right. How dare you? Uh, and I never did see it for whatever reason. But when the trailer for Cobra Kai came out and had that kick-ass song from Airborne and just the shtick of, hey, it's from Johnny's point of view. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to check that out. And man, if you haven't seen that yet, you need to because it's awesome. Um, in fact, I at the, after the second uh, episode, I uh, texted my friend Aaron Clary, uh, Captain Capitalism. He's got a great uh, podcast and YouTube channel. If you haven't met him yet, you should. Um, anyway, you, I texted him. I was like, dude, you got to see this. It's totally a Gen X besting on millennials and on our peers who are rich. <laughs> And it's true, at least the first couple episodes, because right, uh, it starts out, Johnny, and hopefully you realize I'm going to be spoiling the hell out of this if you haven't seen it already. Sorry. You know, Johnny's down on his luck, and Daniel's super uh, super rich and successful, and man, those first few episodes, he's just a schmuck. Complete and total schmuck. Um, and and Johnny is, uh, you, know, you know, down on his luck. But he's also this... Zero fucks given. <laughs> Dude, he's like, he just tells everybody what he thinks. He doesn't care. And, you know, and when uh, Miguel, the guy who becomes a student, shows up, shows up the first time, he's like, hey, we just moved into the building. He's like, great, another immigrant. He's like, no, we're actually, we're from Riverside. But anyway, and then he's like, look, dude, the only reason I'm here, only thing that's good about being here is, and I've talked to many, shut up. <laughs> Shuts him down. And the guy's like, uh, but it's great because uh, 
he become Johnny becomes the uh, the good guy, right? And of course, as I've talked about here before, if you have good characters, they're real people. And you know, back in Karate Kid day, Johnny was the good guy in his own mind, right? Nobody thinks of themselves as a bad guy. Um, you know, maybe late at night when they're everything's calmed down, they're contemplating things. Maybe the people who are actually honest with themselves might realize I'm doing bad things. But they also people are very good at justifying what they do. So, um, and there's this one scene where Johnny and Miguel are talking. And Johnny explains the entire first Karate Kid movie from his point of view and how he was the set-upon one. And Daniel came and took his girl and he was letting it go, but then Daniel sprayed him down the bathroom and then boom, boom, boom. And Daniel's teacher came and from out of nowhere and started beating the hell out of him. Didn't mention that he was beating the hell out of Daniel first. But anyway, uh, and it's like, it's great how they turn it around. Uh, and it's really great to watch the dynamic between those two, these two guys who 34 years later, they still have a bit of a grudge. And... Um, and the fact that they both have kids now and that um, Miguel is in school with uh, Daniel's daughter and kind of sweet on her. And then it's really kind of touching in a lot of ways is Johnny's son, Robbie, who, um, like, was it, 42% of all births these days are to single mothers, which, you know, is not good for the kid. To not be with, especially if it's boy, to not be with his dad. Um, and Robbie just had the worst single mother of all time. You go in there and she's basically ignoring him in order to go and uh, hop from dude to dude. And he doesn't even notice when he's sitting on the couch and she brings some dude in and practically bangs him there in the living room. And uh, she's constantly talking trash about his dad. And. So he's mad at his dad. He's mad at his mom. He feels totally estranged. And at one point, he tries to get back with his dad just to see his dad have a friend, friendly uh, bit of uh, repartee with Miguel after Miguel just went and stood up to the bullies and whooped their ass. And he's like, congratulations. They give him a hug. Right as Robbie's coming around the, coming around the corner, he's like, like, you can kind of see him getting all crestfallen. And so, of course, he gets pissed, pissed off. He's like, ah, oh, damn it. I'm going to go work for LaRusso because LaRusso's got the audio auto dealer. I'm just going to piss Dad off. But it's also a way to try to get with his dad, right? And then he and Daniel hook up, and Daniel starts hitting him. But he, Daniel doesn't know that. Uh, sort of a little bit of a soap opera-esque because Daniel's training Robbie. doesn't know that Robbie's Johnny's son. Johnny's training Miguel. And that does know that Miguel's daughter is, is hooking up with Daniel's daughter. But... Uh, she doesn't tell Daniel because she knows about Guy and Daniel, what, how Daniel thinks about it. And, of course, Daniel the whole time is trying to trying to uh, sabotage Cobra Kai and go through all that. Great dynamic. Great dynamic this whole time of how Johnny and Daniel keep butting heads. And at one point, it's like they're, they, they're sitting down, they're actually having a beer, and they're figuring each other out and realizing, damn, we're not as different as we thought. And they're going to be, they're starting to become buddies. And then the whole Robbie is Donnie's son thing hits the fan because, and, and it all blows up. And it's just, it's just great to see these guys try to get their stuff together, but then it kind of goes the other way. And by the end of it, you know, it starts off that Johnny is the Mr. Miyagi and he's training the 
the kids who are uh, getting bullied and teaching them to uh, stand up to the bullies and and find confidence in themselves. And it's really great. Uh, but by the end, but by the end, they end up taking it a little too far, and he's and going toward the bad side of the Cobra Kai back in the day. And in the last couple episodes, you see Johnny starting to realize, oh crap, I need to rein this stuff in. And uh, and uh, whereas Daniel, he starts off as the total schmuck. And you, 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 you hate him because he's one of the, he's like this cocky kind of smarmy rich dude because he, he hasn't uh, really focused on his karate in a while all he's doing is his business and he's kind of a little bit arrogant about it um, but then you know because, because of watching him watching what Johnny's doing he goes and he blows off the dust of uh, his karate stuff goes to visit Mr. Miyagi's grave and if he gets some guidance what the hell's going on and he finally he finds himself again and so he becomes a teacher uh, gets back to what he's supposed to be and Robbie helps him do that so there's a great dynamic, the whole thing going on. But I tell you, tell you, all that character stuff's great. But my favorite part, of course, is Johnny and his students. Uh, there's just because it's freaking, it's freaking hilarious, and there's a whole lot of stuff that just needs to be said. He pulls no punches with these guys, and and a gal. Um, he's like, "You're a bunch of pansies. <laughs> you guys need to toughen up," uh, and just lays into them. And he doesn't take. They every now and then they'll try to. Uh, mouth some kind of uh, approved PC kind of thing. He's like, what the hell is that? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> just because. And, and, and every now, and they, throughout the whole show, there's these little jabs at the uh, politically approved uber culture that's going on here, right? You get in their school and, these te- and you see these teachers who are just mouthing these inane platitudes and all the kids are like, oh, what the fuck? And then <laughs> in the the final tournament, uh, the one of the opposing uh, competitors from a different dojo is the, what's, what's the guy's name? Xander. It's the biggest schmuck ever. One of those. You remember in the Bible when uh, Jesus is telling his disciples how to pray, right? And he's says, "Look, if you go, if you're gonna go pray. Don't be like those the Pharisees and the hypocrites who go on the street corner and shout and pray and for everyone to see." And look at me as I pray to God. No, go to a room, pray to, pray to God, do your thing. And if you're going to give charity, don't be like the hypocrites and the Pharisees who go and promote it. Yeah, see, look how good I am. I'm giving charity and I'm so holy. And uh, no, no, just give to charity. Shut up. Be righteous. And, and that's the thing that pisses me off most about these social justice types is they're not, it's all about, it's all fake. It's all just this, look at how good I am. And this, this guy, Xander, at this episode in the, in the tournament, epitomizes it. This just, you just want a sanctimonious douchebag come out. Let's have a moment of silence to, for all the races to get together. It's like, and that, meanwhile, you look in the audience, everyone in the audience is sitting around the stadium and looking at each other, and everybody's different races and different creeds and different hanging out. They're together, they accept each other because it's about karate, not about race or any of this other bullshit. And Everybody's looking at each other like, "What the, what the, what's wrong with this guy?" And then Johnny just leans over to Miguel and says, "Kick that pansy in the face." And Miguel just smirks, "Yes, Sensei," and he does, and it's great. <laughs> uh, but then my absolute favorite thing that happens in this uh, is is when uh, when 
the training thing in the Johnny pulls up. Like I said, he takes he's taking all the geeks and helping them be tough. And he's he, he he's really tough on them. And he uh, he walks in. And he's like, man, I've gone and I've been tough at you. I called you names, hit you a couple times, but I'm not gonna apologize for that. And he starts because that's how you get stronger. And he he's going and showing things. Maybe everybody keeps flinching. And he's like, stop flinching. Haven't you been hit before? And everyone's like, no. Who? Raise your hand who hasn't been hit in the face before. And only two people, uh, Miguel and the girl, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, don't raise their hands. And he's just like, all right, line up. Miguel, hit them all in the face. And he comes back into his office to, to, to do some paperwork while they're deflinchifying themselves, which is just funny. But my favorite, the, the best thing ever, of course, is when he... Uh, they got the one guy, he had a cleft palate as a kid, and he got fixed, but he left a scar here on his lip. And everybody, all the other kids made fun of him for it. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's starting out in the dojo, and Johnny's calling him, Lip, Lip, Lip. And finally the kid just breaks down, Please don't call me that. And Johnny just lays into him. He's like, Well, what? And what's wrong? It's like, Well, I had a cleft palate. Oh, you're going to get fixed? No, it was. Oh, it was worse than that? Oh, man, I'm sorry. He's like, What's wrong with you? Well, I might be on the spectrum. I don't know what that is. Stop it. And, uh, and, they, and he lays on to him a bit more, and he's like, look, you need to take that. And he turns to everybody and says, whatever thing you got going on with you, take it and flip the script. Right. Basically, he's telling them, look, agree and amplify. Own it, make it yours, make it awesome, and then you don't have to worry about anybody using it against you because it's yours and you own it. And and and." Those are my words, not his. And lip, lip just runs out. And you think of, you think you've, you think he's gone. And then the next time they're in the dojo, Johnny's talking to them. And next thing you know, kid, this kid walks in, and it's Lip, but it's not Lip because he shaved his head, got a mo- spiked mohawk, this blind blue, and everyone's like, "What the?" And then one of the other kids like, "What the hell?" And Johnny's like, "Nice haircut." And one of the other kids like, "What the hell are you doing?" And Lip goes. I'm flipping the script. And then Johnny's like, yeah, that's the way you do it. It doesn't matter if you're a geek. doesn't matter what you are as long as you become badass. And from then on, his name is Hawk. And he gets a tattoo of a hawk on his back, and he just becomes totally badass. Now he goes way the hell overboard in his badassery, and he's going to have to be in, hopefully, in season two. But that's not the point. The point is, you see these kids going from these little meek, squishy... Uh, scaredy cats to being tough and confident and Johnny cause all of that and uh, ah, it's just cool and the way he does it it's just hilarious there's a lot so many funny parts in this show so many on point uh, parts just about uh, growing up and about dealing with adversity and dealing with bullies and dealing not just bullies but dealing with adversity in life in general there's one point when uh, Johnny explains the uh, no mercy part, and he was explaining to him that uh, it's not really about fighting, it's about life, right? And about taking charge and not letting life beat you down, not having no mercy against adversity, right? And, and beating adversity down. Yeah, there's, there's so much awesomeness in this show. Um, but I didn't, at the end, it becomes a little, a little, uh, Little, little cheesy, especially during the tournament when Daniel decides he's going to be the coach. And it's like, Daniel Larissa is going to coach? 
Daniel Russo is going to coach. And it's like, okay, okay, fine. You, you got to do that, I guess. Um, but, man, it's great. Uh, can't recommend it enough. And uh, hopefully you've already seen this and you agree with me. <laughs> if you haven't already seen it and I just blew it, spoiled a whole bunch of stuff already, uh, sorry. Hopefully you turned it off when I said there's spoiling stuff. Anyway, so uh, that's what I'm going to talk That's pretty much all it is in this one. If you haven't seen Gopher Kai, go see it. It's awesome. If you have seen it and you think I'm full of crap, let me know. If you have seen it and agree, let me know. Uh, right, you can always leave comments on the podcast or the video. You can uh, go to my website, drop me an email, sign up for the email list that I told you about before. Um, roll by Patreon or just go to my web store and buy a bunch of books or you can find the books on Amazon. Anyway, so uh, now that I got that out of system, I'm going to go back to uh, reading the next part of my story that I started last week. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll just make this week a uh, two-episode week, uh, so I don't leave you guys hanging for too long. But I felt like I really wanted to talk about that, because, man, I just love that show so much, and hopefully you do, too. Um, that's it. Uh, and then when I just think about Life of the Universe and everything... Uh, we'll get back to the stories in a little bit uh, next the next episode. Um, anything else? Oh, yeah. So uh, remember I told you my Glimmer Veil novel, the audiobook's done. Yeah, it is done. And uh, <laughs> But I uploaded it to Audible, and they had a couple quibbles on uh, when you when you make audiobook files for them, you have to have one to five seconds of gap in between each and every chapter. And my audiobook guy did that. But I mean, we have, we thought we had it down right, but apparently not because they sped it back to me. So I have to uh, re-upload the file. So it's probably going to be a couple more weeks now before it's ready. But it is there on my website. You can get it at ssnstorytelling.com if you can't wait, if you like the Glimmer Rail books, or if you don't, if you liked that first chapter I read uh, a couple weeks ago and you want to uh, read the rest of the book, listen to the rest of the audiobook. I don't care about the one to five second gap in my own personal files because it sounds good regardless. So you can uh, go to my website, missandstorytelling.com, and pick it up there. Uh, it gets delivered uh, straight to your uh, email inbox. Actually, uh, the, uh, the little link for a download link. And uh, then you can load it onto your uh, device and do as you want. Hey, how about that? Otherwise, you have to wait a couple weeks. Like I said, I'm not going to start... Uh, sharing that book here until the files are up everywhere. And meanwhile, we got another three weeks to go on what lurks between anyway. Um, right, so that's really it. Hope you guys had a great week. I'll talk to you again in a little bit. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. You can find me online at michaelkingswood.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. My web store is ssnstorytelling.com where you can find all my books in your favorite formats. Purchasing through the web store nets me the most profit, but if you prefer, I'm also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and all the other usual e-tailers. If you want to learn about new releases, sign up for my mail list through the contact form at my website. I guarantee not to spam you, only send an email when I have some news to share. Finally, if you really like what I'm doing and want to support on a more regular basis, you can come to my Patreon and become a patron. Just a couple bucks a month will help out a lot. Storytime with Michael Kingswood is copyright of Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music, copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved. <laughs>